Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the Good News episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will speak with people who are helpers, who are positive, compassionate, and who bring a bit of good news into our lives in these serious and stressful times. Listen with an open heart to those who are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. It is our wish that each of these episodes will bring a smile to your face and hope to your heart. And to help us do that today, we have as a special guest, Alvi Balleo, and she is a development coach. Welcome, Alvi. Hi, hello, thank you for having me. I'm very glad to have you today. And I love the fact that you call yourself a business alchemist and that your company or your organization is called Vessels of Change. Tell me about that. What, what is it that you actually do with that organization? Wow, that's a, I feel like that's a big question. And um, it's, it's a question that will always evolve as I evolve. And Vessel of Change was initially created um, to help, I want to say alternative leaders, to support individuals who I believe are vessels of change. We are all vessels of change. Um, how we contribute to the world is our own special way. And what I really wanted to do was create a community, a company um, that supports the individual in their journey. So the idea is not for, um, for me to create a community where everyone joins to become part of a movement. It's really to encourage individuals to be themselves and have a community that supports everyone. I mean, the people I work with, sometimes um, I get a group of people together and they have really opposing views on how the world needs to evolve and how to better contribute to the world. But the focus of Vessel and Change is really to support individual, the individual in their mission because the mission is for the greater good. And what I hope to do is not have everyone focus on the how. When we focus on the how is when we start to nitpick and get uh, divisive. Right. So this is the, the ultimate goal of Vessel and Change. And when I look at my journey, I, I started initially wanting to be a business development consultant and realizing that that journey of starting my own business was really a self-awareness journey. And most people I work with are on that same journey. Yeah. Um, so the business evolved. So if you asked me about five years ago what it is that I do, what it is that I stand for, I would have said I'm a business, business consultant. Right. Um, looking back at things now and the clients that I have and the work that I've done, um, I'm really starting to step in more into this personal development, self-awareness, coaching and consulting space and really working more in healing the healing aspect of, of how to heal yourself as an individual, how to grow yourself as an individual. And I, the byproduct is of that is having a better business because everyone I work with is alternative, is an alternative leader um, and has their own. I mean, I would say they have multi businesses, multi um, projects that they work on. Right, what do you mean when you say alternative leader? So I primarily work with people who, do business in a different way. They're forging a path that has never been created before. And so, you know, if you want to be a teacher, there's a path for that. There's a clear linear path on how to become a teacher. Right. There's not a path on how to become a Reiki healer slash consultant slash um, import export specialist. 
but I have people who do that and their goal and their mission when they speak to me the skills and uh, I want to say businesses that they explore because they have several of them make sense to their ultimate mission. When you look at from a linear perspective, um, from what society looks at as the normal path, the successful path, it doesn't make sense. Right. Well, I understand that because you know, being considerably older than you are and having had many years in the business world, that was the linear line that I went into um, because that was what you're supposed to do not necessarily what you wanted to do or needed to do or not necessarily an expression of yourself. I, I hear you talking about more of an expression of who you are as a person. Yeah, because I think somewhere along the line, um, there became in, in society this division of who you are and what you do as a profession. So what I say, one of the things I say is um, I come from a very corporate background. So uh, I used to work in corporate finance, the, the finance industry, um, and then the industrial kind of um, industry. And then I supported lawyers. So very structured corporate traditional background. And one of the things that I learned in corporate was that they always have this saying, like you don't mix your personal life and professional life. Business and professional are separate. And I, I totally disagree with that. I, I believe that this kind of thinking really allows for lack of integrity, if you think about it, because as a human being, you're a whole person and how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if I'm learning to compartmentalize my professional and my personal life, there's a disconnect somewhere. There's one in one area where I'm not being truthful. Absolutely. Right? Well, you're doing some things or you're making decisions based on something that is not you necessarily. It may be what your company says you have to do or what the industry says you have to do. But if you ask yourself, and I think that's what you're doing now, ask yourself in your heart, what do you want to do in this decision? It would be different. Or what even I believe. I remember like being very naive when I left work. I mean, I had, so I had a great job. I had great colleagues. Um, just a, a wonderful situation overall, but there was this kind of angst or I want to say my soul was not satisfied. And the thing about that is I felt guilty because I had a great job, great situation, you know, wonderful colleagues, and still I was feeling like it wasn't enough. And then there came this guilt that, oh, you want more. Um, normal people would be happy would be grateful for, for what you have. So I felt this guilt of, of not one, being satisfied, um, two, feeling guilty for not being grateful for what I already have, but understanding that I had ambition. So, you know, it's good to have ambition, but why was I always feeling like discontent and unsatisfied? Um, and on the surface, everything was, was great. Um, so what I realized, I was living life very detached from things, going through the motions. Um, and so when I look back at that portion of my life, I don't, I, I wasn't there 100%. So um, I look back at things where like that, those were the times when I, ha I had my two children. And that time went by so quickly because I was not paying attention. I was not present. And um, I think what was hard for me to really come to terms with is that I actually had a good life and I was still dissatisfied. And it, it really goes to show that 
money isn't everything. Um, what people perceive as success right. may not be your success. Exactly. And, and then what, what make, that's what makes you feel even worse is because like every, you're thinking everybody, everybody would be, you know, would be dying to be in my situation. They'd be happy. And here I am unhappy with the fact that I have, I get to stay home at certain times or, or I'm not fulfilling my dream of traveling. And, and right. it just was such a, a weird cycle to be in. Exactly. Well, I, and I think more people are learning this early on in life. The pandemic has sort of helped us the people to say, hey, what am I doing here? But I worked for 30 years in corporate America and part of it was, was fine and good and it made money and so forth and so on. I didn't know until I got out and started doing other things that I wasn't happy, that I was not really doing, that I was an odd duck in this place because the other people didn't think or feel the way I felt. And so it was something I would like to have had an opportunity to learn earlier on. And how, which brings me to the idea that you're talking to companies, some of the people you're talking to, I gather, have already sort of come to the understanding that they need to change and become who they really are. Is that, is that accurate? Or yeah. So the reason why I started business development, because I was really drawn to people like that. And when I look back at it, it it's just an adjustment in how I do things. So my clientele and the people I work with have a corporate background. They work successfully in the corporate world, but they're, they're really wanting to step out of that. Um, but there is, they can be in, in several different stages. There's a stage of like questioning, like I'm unsatisfied. What do I do? But they're not really at that point where they understand that leaving is probably the path for them. They're also multi-talented because, uh, you know, I have a client who was a consultant. She taught um, how to grow teams and really, she also worked in the finance industry and she was like scaling teams. And that was not her passion. But on the side, she had, you know, a business that was developing cannabis products. Um, right. And for her, the struggle was I work in corporate finance, like big major banks. This is this is in contradiction to sure. to who the people I work with. But the reason she was coming out with of the, with this um. Uh, kind of product line was because she understood the need for it, you know, uh, and it was it was an amazing product line. It was just this. She had great ideas. And, and in addition to that, she had a consultancy. And, you know, so she was doing three things at once. Um, and with her working with her was like really just stepping out of that corporate environment and really embodying who she was. And it was really a struggle with like, hey, can I leave this corporate image behind? Because like me, she was in that corporate industry for years, you know, yes. over 20 years experience in that. And that's hard, something hard to let go of. Absolutely. Um, sometimes you're forced out. I mean, which makes may seem like a terrible thing, but sometimes it's the best thing. But it's a well, gift. In yeah. The, <laughs> most of the corporate well-paid high, you know, working industries, you don't have time to do three things. You can only do what the company's asking uh you to do and and that's taking all your time and you're not having the chance to be a parent you're not having a chance to be in, in home and see how your kids grow and stuff like that yeah. and this was a, like so i don't look at that experience as wasted time it was an experience that i needed to gain to be in the position i'm in to have the expertise on speaking about what I'm right. speaking about, right? Sometimes exactly. I look back at myself and I, I, I see moments in life where these lessons could have come earlier. 
had I paid attention, had I said I'm ready, had I accepted. Um, and then, you know, in the beginning, I was like, you know what, I should have learned this 10 years ago, five years ago, why am I, you know, so late? And realizing now it's not about being late, I'm exactly on time, because now I'm at the age and in the position where I can talk about what I need to talk about. I can have, I want to say, the weight in what I say, people will take seriously because I've been through the experience. Because you've you know? actually done it and you know how it feels. Yeah. And you can talk to the people. When you talk to somebody today, what are you trying to help them with? Uh, as they see that they need something more, that they're looking for something, how do you help them? Really, it's one self-awareness. So in this journey of, of joining the corporate world and, and fitting in, at least in my experience, I, I, love, I let go of a lot of things, a lot of core values, a lot of beliefs, a lot of who I was. And because I, I'm also an expat, my one skill was always integrating and adapting. Right. But I did it so well that to a point I, I actually forgot and let go who, of who I was, the core of who I was. Right. It made me very, very successful in integrating and being an expat, someone who traveled and lived in different places because I could adjust easily. And that's a great skill to have. The 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 one thing you have to look at is that you don't adapt too much that you completely lose yourself as an individual. And I, I had. So the journey for me was like really finding that out and re reevaluating who I was. So it's really, it was a self-awareness journey. So when I work with people, um, it is really essentially a self-awareness journey and a personal development journey. Did and you have a business when, development when you journey? You made that journey yourself. Did you have a coach or somebody that I, I'm constantly hiring um, coaches and and my husband looks at me and he's like, Oh, your profits are going into coaching and personal development. He's like, at some point, you know, you have to to um, grow yourself and have a business and you know start saving um but for me the realization that coaches and mentors are important because and i i I know this because at one point i had a client and we were uh working on the client's goals and it came to a point where we separated ways we you know energetically i felt it she felt it and we were like okay let's Let's stop for now and reconvene at another time. And I took that very personally because at that time, my value system was based on how my clients succeeded and achieved their goals, which is something I shouldn't base my worth and value on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I began to unpack that, um, I took it as a real failure that I couldn't take her further. But upon unpacking that, I realized, you know what, I could not have taken her further because the step that she wanted to take was a step that I was still contemplating myself. I hadn't completed that step. So I cannot lead or coach anyone or consult anyone on a path that I have not yet taken. (laughs) You cannot tell them how to get to where you haven't gotten to yet. Exactly. So in the beginning, I remember starting and not wanting to hire coaches because I thought, you know what, if I know my stuff, why am I hiring coaches? People are not going to, you know, it, it seems counterintuitive, counterproductive to say, hey, I'm going to coach you, but here I am being coached myself. And that was such a um, a reverse way of thinking. In right. fact, the people who are constantly educating and constantly being coached are the ones that you should seek help from because it means they're always learning and always willing to learn. Yeah, they're so, not getting stuck in, in, in whatever present they think they're in. And no. They'll always be yeah. the same. 
And for me at the beginning, it was very much an ego based this idea of like, well, I don't need a coach. I don't want a coach because if I'm being coached by someone, it means I still need to learn. So who's going to want to learn from me? But now all everyone, all my coaches have their own coaches. Right. It, and, and and that's how it works. Um, and when I began, I, I didn't believe that I couldn't even fathom that because it was a very that's a very ego based thinking. Um, but now it's like, yeah, my personal coach, um, my I, I've hired an energy coach and spiritual alignment coach, because for me, the mission that I have is so I feel deeply related to what I call my spiritual work, it's difficult. So there are times when I fall off the wagon and my coach is there to give me the, help me manage my energy and manage the spiritual aspect of what I need and where I need to be in terms of my mindset so that I don't get off track. I don't fall off the wagon. I can stay steadfast in my mission, right? You don't get drained. Uh, Yes, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's interesting because when I go through my personal struggles, I mean, when I'm working with clients, I see their personal struggles, which is reflected in my personal struggles. We all have the same struggles. We're at just different stages. I don't want to even say levels because when we say levels, it it creates this hierarchy. And I, when I, when I started, I looked at my coaches, like they were on pedestals and, and still there's some residual of that, but it's learning to understand that we are all at the same level in different areas of our life. And it's not that someone is better or, or, or above me. It's that, you know, in this particular area, they probably know better better because they experience better. Right. That coach or that advisor has a piece of information that at this moment I don't have have or you don't have. Yeah. So when some, if someone listening like this would, 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 you know, knows, yeah, I'm at a point where I need to do something different. What would the first step you suggest they do? I think it's really reflecting on, on yourself, what it is, what, like sit with yourself and ask, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? Do I know who I am? Right. right. Um, asking those. T- and, and sometimes that's hard to ask because we don't do that. Right. For me, those questions were prompted by, oddly enough, creating a business strategy and plan. Right. So I was creating a business strategy. I always knew I didn't want to be like a corporate company. Um, initially, when I started, I wanted uh, to help small businesses. You know, be more global. So have this balance between this authenticity that made these tiny mom and pop shop so unique, give them that global reach that you're able to have without becoming, you know, uh, succumbing to the consumerism that's required to be global. And then I had to reevaluate some things like how did I want to do business? Um, What were my, so this was the question, core values came up. It seemed like a simple answer. But that was so difficult for me because as I, I started naming core values, I even had to reevaluate the definition of what certain core values meant. Because right. there's this, there was, um, I want to say, misalignment, right? With, with corporate, we're taught honesty, you know, trust. But in the corporate world, I worked for, with lawyers for a long time. Right. You know, and if you want to know how to work and get around things and still be legal like it was just amazing to work in that environment and see how creative you can be 
Well, there's a difference between being legal and being, you know, honest, honest, having an integrity, right? Having integrity. The integrity issue is the key issue. Yes. So integrity is one that always came up because with the the, how I work with, you know, the challenge in my life, um, integrity was one because I had to be creative in how I achieve things. Right. And and so now it's just come to to a point where like it's really about integrity and doing what you're saying, saying what you're doing. And that's it. It's really that simple. Do you think that your integrity that you have and you've always had came to you through your family or turn to you just because you're you without family per se? I think it's circumstantial, right? So for me, a lot of the things, so I think I grew up with, this is my perspective and my personal point of view. So I, I think when I, me as a person for the family that I was in was very outspoken and very, um, I want to say opinionated as a child. So I come from an Asian background, Asian culture. You don't question parents, um, you know, respect, you know, how respect, like the word respect to me was you don't even ask questions. Right. So that's what I associated with respect, which is completely inaccurate um, because you can ask questions and be respectful. So this, this helped develop character. This helped develop habits, right? So for me, I grew up, in a kind of environment where I had these very outrageous ideas, outrageous to my family and to my culture. And so I was always met with like resistance. Um, And so I learned to be obedient on the surface and still get, you know, I would say I I became a good manipulator. So I, I, I was able to learn to look at systems see what the rules were, how they were work, how, how they would work and find workarounds, right? That made me very good at my job. I Absolutely. like for the, <laughs> the largest um, portion of my career, I, I was supporting senior exec, execs and VPs and CEOs. Um, and in that job, you're doing everything that they're asking you. You know, you're working with the businesses, you're working with lawyers and People will push back. And at the end of the day, my job is just to get it done and figure out how to butter up people, how to get people to do something, you know. And so because of how I was raised, that became a very good skill set in that area. I think that's how, why I ended up going down the path that I, I, I went down in, in terms of um, my career in corporate, you know. And today, um, how would it be different for you today? Because it, that, 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 does, that characteristic no longer serves me. And that's the difficulty. I have to let go of that because now I'm entering another level, right? right? Those characteristics do not serve me because it's not the piece's integrity, right? So if I'm willing to work around rules, that's great when it's a system that is crooked. Right. But now I'm working in my business where I create the system and the structures from a, I want to say an upright structure, like a, 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 I want to say it's, I want to be integral about it, right? Oh, yes. Um, What I'm hearing that you're almost not saying, which I want to bring out, is spirit. mm -hmm. That there's a spiritual connection which guides people, guides you, guides me, I think, to do what is known to be on the right course, the right path. Yes. And this is why I say, like, the way I approach business is actually very spiritual and holistic. Because I don't, (laughs) I don't, I mean, if I were to be a regular consultant, these are not the conversation 
topics and points that we would be discussing. Right. Um, but with all my clients, we talk about spirit, faith to agree to a degree, but not what we know faith to be and spirit to be. Um, and so it's a discussion of like, my spirit is telling me to do something. And I have learned that if I go against that, that's when things, that's when um, we call misfortunes happen. Because right. now I'm at a level where I understand and I have understood and I accepted like certain things. This is the path I want to take. This is my mission. And I'm aware of that. So it's like children. When children do something wrong, they have grace because they don't know. Right. As an adult, when you do something wrong, that's when you start because of knowledge, because of understanding. There are certain consequences. So on a spiritual level, I have understood and come to terms with what I should be doing, what my spirit should be doing. Um, and I've agreed to that. So anything that is in misalignment with those actions has consequences, right? right. Um, and I feel like they're much more, I want to say serious now than they were before, because before I was in a state of just going through life and not really being aware. Yeah. Now you're doing what means a lot to you today. Yes. When you, last piece here. When you find a new client, how can you tell that they're on the same or similar path? So what I was told by my coach when I was struggling is you can never tell the right person the wrong thing. Ah, and you can never tell the wrong person the right thing. I love that. So it's, it's the ease in which you approach everything. So even when I'm talking to a client and what I've learned is figuring out how I serve them, not closing the deal. How do I serve them, right? Mm -hmm. From corporate, we look at it as like, how do you close this deal? No, it's really about serving. Um, so how do I serve them? This is what I see. This is what I can do for them. And some people are not ready. Some people are maybe borderline trying to figure things out. And in the beginning, there was a struggle like, do I address my prices? Do I adjust how I do my work? Do I adjust this, this, and that? How do I communicate? Do I, do I communicate surface level or do I just say what's on my mind? And this is where authenticity comes in. The, the more honest I am about who I am and the more honest I present myself to people, it's just easier to meet your person because there's none of that facade that they have to shift through and, and figure out like in the corporate world where, you know, you know, there are certain phrases, keywords, characteristics that we know when we look at a person, we interpret to know who they really are, where they're really coming from their perspective. Um, so I come to a, a, I like to believe that I come to my clients as honestly and authentic as possible so that there's none of that disguise or shifting right. through and reading between lines. And you're right? not just taking clients for the sake of taking clients. No, I, I, I do have qual qualifiers. So we say that like qualifiers, like um, in the sense that I've agreed with myself that I want to take on clients who are willing to do the work regardless, right? Um, I want to take on clients who are um, not in the mindset of lack, right? right. But that's something I also struggle with, lack, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's understanding that in order to get those clients, I need to resolve that within myself. Right. And, and that would have been going through the journey of 
asking for what I know it's worth and not compromising on the price. Because I mean, in the beginning of the journey, I remember, you know, price points and service. What am I charging people? And in the beginning, it was like, okay, well, am I going to lose this client? Adjust your price. And then learning that by me adjusting my price, I've adjusted the type of person that I've asked for. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Now, seems like you're, you're clear now on that. And yes. there's you, always a struggle at some point, but that's life. If I'm wish I, I'm wishing to evolve and continuously evolve. So it's never an issue that, oh, we're done. It's never going to come back again. Um, absolutely. So who would be an ideal client? Can you define this, describe that? Yeah. So for me, I would say creative individuals who are multifaceted, um, jacks of all trades. Mm. If, we don't fit in the corporate structure then. No, and but funnily enough, they may be working in a corporate structure and doing right. quite well. Exactly. Um, but they're the people who have something inside them that they feel like is missing. Right. Well, Alif, this is wonderful. I, I, I suddenly looked at the clock and realized we're going on and on and on, which is great because I'm enjoying it very much. And I think our audience would be enjoying it too. But as we're coming close to an end of, of, the, of the time we have, if people like myself who are listening to this say, gee, I want to learn some more, how can they best reach out to you? What is your uh, website or? Uh, I have LinkedIn. So I have, I'm Alvi Baleo on LinkedIn. So that's my professional profile. It's much more conservative than my Instagram profile. My okay. Instagram is Alvi Baleo as well. But I do have the uh, community Vessel of Change. And it's Vessel with one without an S. So not Vessels, but Vessel of Change. Uh, wait a second, say that one again. Vessel Vessel of Change. Oh, not Vessels, Vessel no, of Change. Vessel right. of Change. And there's a website, vesselsofchange.com. Okay, that's great. Well, thank you so very much for being on the show. I think you have given wonderful hope that there's something beyond corporate work that people who are wondering why they're stuck in something that seems perfect, but is not, and you have an answer that could be very helpful to them. Thank you for having me.